Good morning. And good morning to anyone who is joining us online. I want to welcome you here this morning for this beautiful spring day. Hopefully we'll have a few more of those now. But also I want to express deep gratitude for the amount of water that we've got. Have you guys seen Shasta Lake? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So right now, in this moment, I take a deep breath in. And I release it, bringing myself into this one perfect moment that God has made. Letting go of anything that has come before and anything that is coming after. I know that there is one source from which all things spring. And I know the creative force flows through each and every one of us as us. And so this morning, in this moment, in this place, I am so grateful to be able to be here with my family. I open my heart. I open my mind. I open my soul as I prepare for my own personal renewal and listening to Reverend Diana's words. I'm deeply grateful for the chance to be here and for each one who joins us. And I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Good morning. Happy Easter and welcome, welcome, welcome. So if you're new with us online this morning, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an independent interfaith community, and I'd like to welcome you home to our community and home to the wisdom and the guidance that lives in your own heart, in your own mystic heart. So if you're usually just, um, if you're here mostly for Teze, you're going to get a treat this morning because we're going to open with the music that we usually do for the conversation and mix up our service a little bit, although there will be meditation in the service, there will be music, there will be ceremony, so just um, settle in and enjoy. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration, lift your voice and sing your part, make this affirmation, Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share, together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. Everybody get up on your feet 
to be. We are love, we are one, one big family. Hey, 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 yeah, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Hey, 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 hey. Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light. Everybody, you be. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, let's begin by looking around. If you're here with little ones, Tracy will be here any minute. She texted, she's running a little late. So. so, let's look around and see who's here celebrating with us today. Waving, yay, good morning. These are the people joining in sacred community this morning to celebrate Easter, this beautiful spring day, coming together for deep communion as well for taking part in the power of group meditation and prayer. So take a moment to really see one another. Feel the gratitude for these beings that make up this spiritual family. One of your support systems. People who care about you and want the best for you. So grounded in that deep sense of acknowledgement and gratitude, let's settle into a moment of peaceful, meditative arrival. Taking a couple of slow, deep breaths, and still incorporating the joy of the movement and the upbeat music and the, the sunny day celebration, allowing that to create a just a loving vibration. Letting go of all that has come before this time that we have together. And allowing the breath to dissolve any distracting thoughts, any concerns, Relaxing the body. And on your next breath, allowing your awareness to gently move down into the heart space. Allowing yourself to just rest there for a moment. Giving yourself the gift of stillness. And just feeling content in this moment as you ground yourself in spirit. Feel the words and the music wash over you. 
Let yourself be refreshed and renewed by the light and love of spirit. Join me in taking another deep breath in. 
Allowing yourself to feel the presence of new life moving through you, through your body. And then gently breathing out, allowing your body to let go one more time. Breathing in the aliveness of spring and letting that life flow out into the world around you creating an atmosphere of vibrant energy, both within and all around you. Taking another moment to follow the breath as it settles into its own natural flow. and then slowing the breath down just a little bit more. Now letting your awareness move away from the breath, trusting in the constancy of spirit as it breathes your body. And turning inward to the peace, the love, the beauty and the joy that are forever within you. Settling into the eternal nature of your being where you feel and know your oneness with the creative intelligence of the universe. Where you feel at home in the here and now. Together we attune ourselves to the high vibration that we are co-creating with the infinite. Feel yourself to be an irreplaceable strand woven into the fabric of creation. Perfectly and intentionally made. You are the very image and likeness of pure spirit. You are pure light expressing. Slipping fully into the flow of meditation, we acknowledge and experience the radiant light of spirit as it glows within us. We recognize and honor the same light in everyone and everything. There is nowhere that God's light does not shine. From the book of Matthew, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine. We take a moment to feel the oneness of our global community, sensing a web of consciousness that covers the planet, each one of us a radiant point of light. All beings who in this moment are drawn to the presence of the one, the very atmosphere in which we live and move and have our being, 
the holy dance of spirit. I in thou, and thou in me. Inseparable, each bringing completion to the other. As we envision all beings, all of creation joining the web, we see that there are no spaces between us. Our web has become the fabric of life in which we find our place, our purpose, our unique gifts, our authentic expression. Feeling the shared intention that brought us here, there is a deep sense of communion with that which is beyond time and space. Beyond definition and description, and we feel the impulse to grow and evolve. As we consciously acknowledge our connection with all of life, our collective work here is empowered. Our collective prayer and meditation leave a positive imprint on the world, on the cosmos. Transformation has begun. Wholeness is revealed. And as we begin to acknowledge our wholeness, we are better able to allow our light to shine in the world. Again, let the words and the music wash over you in musical meditation. Thank you. 
So if the music didn't bring you back into the room and you haven't already done so, go ahead and gently bring your awareness back to this space, to your body, to your senses. And as you feel ready, allow your eyes to open. You have a while yet, so go ahead and sit if you'd like. Bring your awareness back to community. Welcome back. So today's Easter Sunday. It commemorates the Rabbi Jesus' resurrection from the tomb on the third day after his crucifixion, crucifixion, according to Christian tradition. Christian Easter itself, as we have come to know it, is a Christian holiday but it hails from a much older, older tradition than that. Historically, the Easter celebration began in pre-Christian times in England, where a pagan festival was created to celebrate the great northern goddess, Eostra. And I'm going to invite April up for a few moments. Would you come up and share a story with us? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's see if I can get my prop buddy somewhere up here. Hey. All right. Good morning. Happy Easter. Happy uh, Easter. Diana asked me to share with you the story of the pagan origin of the Easter hare. So I'm going to read one of those stories to you. The story of the Easter hare. <coughs> the goddess, Yoster, brought in the spring and celebrated the equinox each year with a massive festival in a lush green meadow. Other gods and goddesses, as well as animals and many other creatures, creatures attended and all celebrated the coming season together. But one year, Yoster was late. As she was traveling across the world to the festival, she came upon a dying bird in the snow. The bird touched her heart so deeply that she stopped. Even though she knew by stopping, spring would be delayed for at least another two weeks and the winter would last. She held the dying bird in her hands and she knew this fragile creature would not make it through another two weeks of hard winter. So she brought it back to life 
as an animal she knew had a chance of healing in this longer season, a white hare. She gave it the power to lay eggs for one day a year to pay tribute to the hare's original form as a bird. And because it had been touched by her magic, these eggs came out in beautiful colors and patterns. To show gratitude for its life, the hare accompanied Eoster to her festival and laid beautiful colored eggs for all in attendance. Each year it came back to share its gifts and all of its descendants who carried the gift as well went out into the world the day of that festival and laid the beautiful colored eggs for all to find. No one is quite sure how Yoster's hair became the Easter bunny. Some think it is because people preferred the softness of the bunny. But one thing is for sure, it was always a hair. Blessed <laughs> spring, joyful Ostara, happy Yostra, and happy Easter. Thank you, April. Sure, leave the leave the hair. Leave the hair. The Easter hair. We've we've had the last several years an Easter hair on our altar for for the month of April. Thank you, April. That was beautiful. So it's pretty smart for the early Roman Catholic priests to adopt existing pagan practices to encourage people to convert, right? They were already used to these practices, and so by adopting, adapting, they pulled more people in. So when in the Council of Nicaea in 325, either CE or AD, however you like to do that, um, that Easter would be observed by Christians to honor the resurrection of Jesus, the Easter egg was retained as a symbol by the Christian Roman Catholic Church as an empty tomb of Jesus. I, I don't quite understand that, but they wanted to adopt that egg into the tradition because it was familiar. So this was the tomb from which he resurrected, and I'm not sure what happened to the hare how that turned into a bunny. I don't know. Started selling chocolate. Cadbury got involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Easter story actually comes to us as a retelling of many earlier tales, sort of a mash, a mashup of mashup of tales. There was an archetypal story that was told in the ancient world about the death of the sun, S-O-N or S-U-N, on a cross the constellation of the Southern Cross, potentially translated, and his rebirth, his overcoming of the powers of darkness, which the return of the light has always been a, you know, the, the returning of the light after the periods of darkness have always been part of the traditions of the spring returning. So when we look, we find a number of parallel or resurrected saviors in our stories in history. So one of the oldest resurrection myths that I found is the Egyptian god Horus. He was born on December 25th. He was protector of, of the ruler of Egypt. And his damaged eye became a symbol of life and rebirth. Again, another story, which we won't tell the whole story of. But, but Mithras, the Roman god of friendship, was born on what we now call Christmas Day and his followers celebrated the spring equinox. So as an extension of these ancient celebrations, 
we can see why Easter typically falls on the first Sunday after the full moon occurring on or after the spring equinox. The fact that our modern day Easter has its roots in earlier traditions and likely has mythological aspects in no way denies the truth or the message that it has to offer. So each day of Holy Week holds guidance for us potentially in our modern world. If we can look past the Christian dogma to the example that Jesus set, whether he was actually factually living these stories or whether they are mythological stories really doesn't make any difference. They hold truth that we can pull from them. We spoke last week about building a bigger table and how the Rabbi Yeshua was an example of one who invited everyone in. He ate with poor people, with lepers, with prostitutes, with tax collectors, and with Pharisees. These are the people that were outwardly hostile and critical of him and his work. So as Chris reminded us last week, they thought him unclean because he spent time with the untouchables of society. They judged him by the company he kept. This still happens today, yes? Mm-hmm. It took great courage for Yeshua to minister to those on the fringes of society, to risk his reputation as a rabbi in the eyes of the religious elite. But he also modeled radical inclusivity by dining with his harshest critics. Yeshua's table ministry honored everyone as spiritual equals, as offspring of the divine, worthy of the same respect and esteem. Even those for whom he had harsh words always left with their dignity intact. Looking at the story of Holy Week, the week prior to East, the Easter story, Sunday, um, we might find a, a message or two, I think, for our times. So I'd like to consider some possibilities briefly. So last week was Palm Sunday, and we mentioned that uh, toward the end of our uh, conversational service. So Palm Sunday is the day that Jesus entered, was said to have entered Jerusalem on a donkey, or a small colt, depending on your translation. And so what if that, his entrance into the city, was really a peaceful demonstration being staged by Jesus, a way of showing people how to peacefully stand up for what they believed in? What if he was showing that humility is a more powerful stance than forcefulness? There is evidence to show that this is true in biblical scholarship and that the Roman cavalry was actually processing in on the opposite side of the city, through the opposite gate, on great big horses. So he was definitely making a statement, it appears. So what if the day after that, which is referred to as Holy Monday, the day when Jesus is said to have turned, overturned the tables, the money lenders, money changers, what if it was not actually about a master teacher losing his cool over the selling of animals in the temple for sacrifice? Because that was an accepted practice in Jewish tradition. So that wouldn't have necessarily set him off in and of itself. What if it was another staged demonstration 
in which Jesus was protesting the collusion of Jewish priests with Roman political leaders in a system of domination that kept the rich rich and the poor poor. What if the message was actually one of activism? Potential interpretation. Again, there is evidence that this might be so. What if the tale of Maundy Thursday, which was the Last Supper, the washing of the feet, has a message for us as well? That being in service enriches us beyond measure. That mastery and leadership require us to be in service. What if the practice of communion was intended as a symbolic way to represent the embodiment of truth? the bread and wine a metaphor to show that we're best served by taking into our hearts and our minds only that which feeds the soul, that which nourishes the spirit. There's a message contained in the story of Good Friday as well, that we must allow our stinking thinking to be crucified <laughs> or crossed out. That's the word crucified, crossed out. And no matter what we experience in life, we must be willing to forgive. It's only through forgiveness that we can move forward. We forgive ourselves for past thoughts and words and actions that have not served our highest good. And we forgive others so that we can cut the chain that binds us to them or to the hurt that we've felt. So it's these lessons that we put to use as we prepare for our release ceremony this morning. It takes active involvement to release something or someone from our lives. It takes forgiveness of ourselves and others. And it takes the willingness to truly let it go. No more thinking about it, no more talking about it, no more engaging with it. No more texting about it, Facebook messaging about it. We have all these ways of keeping our stories going at this time, don't we? I'm sure you're all familiar with one of the last things Jesus is attributed with speaking as he lay dying. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. In our process of letting go, this morning, we might be, maybe we're forgiving another person or we're forgiving our own thoughts for leading us into unpleasant conditions. And then the final words Jesus speaks at the close of his mission in his life, before he takes his last breath, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. These words imply a supreme confidence in the universe and in the immortality of the soul. What does it mean to commend? It means to entrust. So the story is teaching us in order to be resurrected, to rise above previous conditions, to realign ourselves in thought, word, and action, we have to release whatever's holding us back to something bigger than ourselves. And you can call that spirit you can call it God, you can call it infinite intelligence, higher power, universe, the force. 
Bob, whatever. <laughs> it really doesn't make any difference what you call it. But we have to let go. We have to let go of the things that are holding us back in complete faith that all is unfolding for our good, always. We need to unclench the grasp that we have on the stories. We're holding them in place. We have to put down our self-righteousness. It doesn't serve us. Before we can cultivate a new tomorrow, we have to let it go. So all of our past thoughts and experiences serve as nourishment. So it's not that they're bad. They're all nourishment. They lay the ground for new seeds to be planted. But sometimes compost gets kind of stinky, you know? <laughs> if we're not turning it, if we're not working it, blowing new life into it, practicing forgiveness and non-judgment, surrender and gratitude and compassion, mm, it's kind of stinky. These are some of the ways we work with our past experiences so that they can offer us nourishment and insight as we move forward. So I invite you today into a period of, we'll have some musical contemplation, some music going. And I'd like you to call to mind a habitual pattern of thinking or being that's getting in the way of new life unfolding in your experience. Having spiritual community to witness as you commit to letting go of an old pattern is kind of like having help in pulling up a great big weed that was choking out the new growth. So the invitation will be to set an intention, to see whatever it is that you're setting as your intention for release as being carried off by the hand of the divine. So write it down on a small little, there, there's a notepad, a pen, and a little white piece of paper underneath your chair. Please use the little white piece of paper because the big yellow pieces of paper create a lot of smoke in the room. We did that last time and the smoke was unbearable. So. <laughs> Then, when you're done writing during the music, fold it up, crumble it up, and in your own time, in your own way, bring it up and place it in our bowl, consciously releasing it to the mystery, whatever you call it, in faith that this is the final letting go and that you are being transformed. So we begin some music for you as you have time.
into your hands I commit my spirit into your hands I commit my commit my soul into your hands I commit my soul into your hands I surrender into your hands I surrender I surrender into your hands Ooh. into your hands oh Serenity is not the absence of life going on around me. It's the stillness that I find at any moment and the truth that sets me free into your into hands. Your hand. I commit my spirit into your hands. I commit my spirit into your hands. Into your hands. I commit my soul. I commit my soul into your hands. Into your hands. Into your hands. I surrender. I surrender.
Everybody had a chance to to be moved forward with something to let go of today. Oh, absolutely! Gently releasing. Okay, chucking. Chucking is done. <laughs> Mark, did you get one in there? Yeah, everybody. Okay. So you're, you're really sure that you want to let go of this thing, right? Yes. yes. And you're really committed yes. that that's what's happening. Yes. You're so done. Yes. So done. Okay. Make sure they're all together so we have a nice little gentle flame. <laughs> nice gentle flame. Yay. <laughs> all right. We're done. We're done with it. We're done with it. We're done with it. Let's see here. So how's that feel? Clear. Clear. Gone. Poof. Would you now grab this and just store it under your chair for me as I replace it with something for the next part of our ceremony? Okay. There we go. So we're cultivating new ways of being in the world, both individually and collectively. 
Ooh, Barbara's going, oh, which one do I want? Which one? Which one? Cultivating new ways to be, to see, and to be. What does it mean to cultivate? Anybody know? What's it mean to cultivate? To start new. Okay, to start new? Nurture. To nurture? Dig deeper. Dig deeper. Oh, there we go. So from the Latin roots, the word cultivate points to making ready for habitation, preparing for new life. Preparation. So this doesn't happen overnight, right? Cultivation is a multi-step process. Anyone who's ever worked the ground for planting knows that we begin by kind of breaking up the tough spots in the soil. And in that way, we make room for water and nutrients and oxygen, make that all available in soil that's been compacted. Then we get rid of whatever weeds have taken root, the ones especially that are really, you know, crazy like uh, Bermuda grass. Ooh, <laughs> yuck. And that makes room for new seeds to be sown. So we add nourishment to replenish what's been used up. There's our compost. And finally, we sow the seeds and tend the plants until they've grown strong enough to stand on their own. So how does this apply to our spiritual life? We can use prayer and meditation to break up or interrupt the old, rigid, calcified ways of thinking and acting. Supporting one another in prayer and meditation Spending time in group meditation and prayer, these are powerful ways to nourish our new seeds. Where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Our daily personal practices are also powerful tools for transformation. Of course, the form of prayer that takes you know, form in your life is individual, and that's not what matters, it's the intention the conscious connection and communion that you make on a daily basis. That's what's important. So we're going to move into renewal, new life, Re represented in the story by the resurrection. Uh, Unity founder Charles Fillmore said this. He said, the resurrection is the raising up of the whole person, spirit, soul, and body, into the Christ consciousness of life, of wholeness, every time we rise to the realization of eternal indwelling life, making union with the father mind, the mother mind, the resurrection of Jesus takes place within us, symbolically. All thoughts of limitation and inevitable obedience to material law are left in the tomb of materiality. That's old language, isn't it? So what the heck does that mean? <laughs> Charles Fillmore. It means that every time I take the time to connect with my innate wisdom, I am realigned with my spiritual nature. Every opportunity I take to breathe in the peace of the divine and to breathe out love, more of my Christed self is revealed in the world. Every time I remember the truth of who I am and why I'm here, and think, speak, and act accordingly, I transcend all that I have been before. 
I'm raised up to a new way of living. I move through the world as the divine human that I was put here to be. Prayer and meditation are foundational practices here at Mystic Heart. We practice the possible through prayer. That's just that's our vision statement. As we contemplate the story of Jesus rising from the tomb, we see a metaphor for moving past limitation and stepping into freedom. This day of resurrection, this season of renewal, reminds us that anything is possible, that everything is possible. What if we lived our lives as though this were true? Our lives would most definitely change. It's easy to say all things are possible. And then the stinking thinking comes in again. And we behave as though we're limited creatures. What if we were to move through life grounded in the faith that whatever we're looking for is already looking for us? Hmm. What is it that we're looking for? Greater meaning, purpose, peace, joy, compassion, belonging, whatever it is. It almost sounds like we're looking for our good, or we're looking for God or spirit, the spirit within us. So what does it mean to be looking for God and have God looking for me all at the same time? Maybe it means that infinite intelligence is waiting for me to live the authentic life I was meant to live. Maybe it is waiting for its opportunity to live its full expression in, through, and as me. But I have to cooperate with it, right? What does that look like for you personally? What affirmation might support you in being the best version of yourself moving forward? So we're going to get quiet for a couple moments here. Take a couple of deep breaths and in the silence, ask the spirit within, the guidance within you, to offer an affirmation that will support your journey. Not something that comes from your head, something you've recited over and over in the past. Something that comes from your heart. Something new. What simple truth would support your journey as you step into the best version of yourself? We're just going to allow a little bit of silence to allow the guidance to come. And when you're ready, you can either just hold it in mind or if you feel better about jotting it down, whatever works for you. Just take a couple moments now.
So some of you may be ready, some of you not. That's okay. To complete our ritual of renewal this morning, we invite you to come up as the music begins to play when you're ready. Speak your affirmation to a practitioner. Speak it out loud. And then receive a blessing and a gift. Something to represent the sweet grace and the power that supports you in your journey forward. Trusting that new life is unfolding through you.
there's more. Everybody's hungry. <laughs> Eat the sweetness, man. Sweetness of spirit. Go for it. <laughs> Michael, there's dark up here if you want to trade it in. <laughs> and April would appreciate it because she likes the light. So here we are. I'll take that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so know that you are supported. Supported by spirit. Supported by your community. As you step into complete renewal. In the coming days ahead. So I invite you to. Take a moment to feel the presence of spirit in your body, knowing that as you step into your best version of yourself, you are helping to create a love-soaked world, where all humans are embodying and living from peace and joy and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom. It's the living principles that guide our lives. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion, honoring and caring for one another, and for this beautiful planet that sustains us all. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, safety of a warm and comfortable home, where mental and physical health, education, and healthy relationships are ensured by social systems grounded in compassion and wholeness. Amen. Where right livelihood and creative contribution and a sense of belonging are known as gifts of the spirit and are experienced by everyone. We're creating a world in which all beings are valued and respected for their inherent goodness and light. Yes. Yes. Where the peace we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. Yes. Yes. We're creating a world that knows no greed, where there's absolute, complete abundance in simply having enough. Where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full and rich and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every person is a caring and conscious vessel through which generosity flows. By the power of our collective intention, we are writing a new story. We are creating a world that works for all beings. We know that our good work is bearing fruit. We will not lower our vision, no matter the appearances that face us, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but inevitable. We know that as we align our actions with our intentions, it is coming into being now. And we trust that this prayer is an integral part of its graceful unfolding. We open our hearts and our doors and our arms in radical welcome, yes. erasing all lines of apparent separation. Yes. 
We create an open and loving community to which all are invited and in which all have an equal voice. We live into this amazing vision, allowing it to bring a smile to our faces and a song to our hearts, allowing it to raise our vibration as we move through the world. We carry this powerful prayer through the coming week, trusting that it is moving into form and experience in every moment. So we simply let it be. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Aho. Holding a shared vision is a powerful form of prayer. And yet another is making music together. And so you'll recognize the chorus and we welcome you to join in. Chris rewrote some verses for this song, but the chorus will still be familiar. silent reverie my mind was still my spirit free I listened for the wisdom coming through you I meditated on your name I waited till the music came then deep within my soul sang hallelujah 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 Until I found it didn't matter to you It made no difference what I said You heard my heart and not my head And there you found the holy hallelujah 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 choice to stand alone take my chances on my own but that's when I believe that I outgrew you it didn't take me long to find the God that I had left behind was still within me singing hallelujah hallelujah decided to return seeking all there is to learn I contemplated till I thought I knew you I found you in the strangest place in every tree in 
physical and open words. <laughs> so in the final few minutes of our gathering, or in this room at least today, um, we continue the practice of gratitude and joyful expression as a way of celebrating one another in community. We're so grateful for this joyful and prayerful experience. We feel so absolutely blessed to have loved ones to share our spiritual journey with. We're each contributing to a new story for ourselves individually and for the world. Mystic Heart is made up of people who are seeking to be the love and the peace that we desire for all people, learning to be the change that we wish to see in the world. I invite us to use the celebration of Easter every year as a reminder of how we might promote peaceful, grassroots social change empowered by faith, and guided by prayerful communion. Amen. Let it remind us that natural law is always at work, that we can channel and direct it, as the good rabbi did, consciously using it for our own good and for the good of others. May we remember that faith and expectation in ourselves, what we place our faith in and what we expect to see, make a difference in the outcomes. And by placing our faith in what is life-affirming, miraculous things do happen. John 14, 12 tells us that Jesus spoke to his disciples this way, Truly, truly, I tell you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and he will do greater works than these. So let's take that literally. Each of us will do greater works than these. Seems the people of his time were not ready to hear that message. <laughs> I have to wonder, as a human family, are we? I think we are. We better be. We better be. <laughs> I think we are, I think it's time. Big change is happening. We're not sure how fast it's happening or what it will look like. But over 2,000 years ago, after this teacher's powerful message, we are waking up in powerful ways. It's like we've been in the dark ages again, and a new enlightenment is occurring. We're learning to build a bigger table. We're learning to acknowledge the sacredness of all of life. 
So are we ready to wrap up and continue our celebration next door? Yeah. Celebration is a vital part of our spiritual practice here at Mystic Heart. As a community, we, we celebrate by giving thanks for all of life's blessings. Together we express our gratitude to God and to one another. When we come together, we view celebration as a holy creative act, an act of worship and devotion to the one source of all of life by whatever name we give it. By celebrating, we feel and express our inherent joy, which brings more to feel joyful about. So in celebration and deep gratitude, I thank you for joining us this morning for our time of devotion and celebration. It is in community that we see our reflections and we come to know who we are. So every Sunday we also offer an opportunity to celebrate the work that we do here by sharing of your financial good with our community if you choose to do so. If you're joining us online, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button, you'll find a mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program for those who would like to make a, a regularly occurring support commitment of some kind. It helps us in our planning for the larger space that I'm going to say we'll have by next Easter. <laughs> so as we move into this time of giving, please feel the truth of these words on the screen, our affirmation and our blessing for the gifts that you are about to share. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely, blessing it, sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. I think I got it. Turn this microphone off. All right. You've probably heard this if you've been around for any time at all. Or if you've heard her phone ring. You've heard my phone ring. <laughs> I'm free. 
Taking in that joy, knowing our freedom, and really just receiving this blessing that is your time, talent, and treasure. Knowing that this comes in and freely circulates with that law of circulation, that principle that we know is always happening knowing that it does good work in our community of Mystic Heart and then in our greater community, never knowing how far it flows and grows. Practicing that law of circulation and that renewal that comes with that. So in this deep place of gratitude and love and joy, I simply say thank you. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. And now please join us in our closing song and then food and fellowship next door afterwards. And stand if you'd like. Let's see. Together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing a whole new life for you and me. Take your past and set it free and share this blessing. Love me with you, peace unfold you, spirit lift you, breathe it in. Truth come through you, make it flow to you, let joy renew you.
celebrating your Easter with us.